0: to muscles, motherhood, and motivation. I'm your host, Chloe Puff. Ah, Bianca, I'm so happy you're here. I'm like, I'm so happy. Normally, I start with an introduction, but first, I have to (laughs) just gush over you um for those who are listening who have never heard of Bianca's name before she she's a longtime friend and we met through the beauty of dance and mutual connections and it has been such an honor to see you thriving and expanding and just going beyond kind of how I originally got to know you as a dancer I love seeing you thrive I'm just so happy oh, you're here.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I was so flattered when you asked me to to come chat with you. Oh gosh.
0: Well, thanks. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you feel flattered. I definitely yeah. sometimes it's it's really really hard to like accept that we're we're doing big things these days. It's yeah. Very humbling well, and cool. So.
1: Yeah, and I was gonna say, you know, same goes for you as been really cool to watch you and your journey and I mean I love your content and I'm just I think you know when you're kind of in a similar space you just see other people doing it and you're like oh I just love that she's just so consistent in that area you're just like it's really cool to see other people like on my feed doing you know similar things to me and so it's really inspiring I love that
0: well thank you and I'm going to give you a formal introduction now because I feel (laughs) like the people deserve (laughs) to hear who you are Um, so uh, Bianca, beautiful Bianca is a passionate life and career coach committed to guiding people and getting clear in what they want, the steps it's going to take to get there and discovering all the lessons along the way. I love that. (laughs) I just love that so, so much. I would love actually, before I even finish the beautiful bio, um, I would love for you to just go ahead and take over and kind of explain how you got into this Mm -hmm. and, and really the depth of what you do.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's always like, you know, life's big questions. like, where do you start? Right. Um, I will (laughs) say specifically in kind of the life and career area, first of all, um, about, I guess, wow, over 10 years ago now, like doing the math, like around when I was like 19 or 20, um, I was kind of the first time I made a really big jump and it was to start teaching dance full time. And I remember the process really clearly leading up to it. And I basically did that several more times over the last 10 years, just of like feeling kind of that like, okay, it's time for something new, um, just identifying what it was getting clear, and then just got really good at kind of creating a, a formula that works for me to make that next step happen, whether it was a career change, a schedule change, you know, whatever would. important to me at that time, um, I was able to identify and and just essentially make it happen. And so after about 10 years, I was like, okay, I definitely am onto something here because it was not just like, oh, getting a new job in the same career. It was like, I was doing major (laughs) career shifts or like major jumps. And even into my my current role, like now, um, I was like, okay, I really want to share this with people. So that's kind of on the career aspect. Um, I just, especially with women, it's, we get so caught in like checking all the boxes and it's so hilarious now being a recruiter. I literally do this for a living and there's 0% of people that check all the boxes for a job. Right. And so it's just (laughs) kind of funny being on the other end of it now where like, I just, my perspective has just changed so much, but that's
0: really validating.
1: I've never found one person that has checked every single box for a job ever. Yeah, And they still get hired, you know? And so, um, I think like, I would just see so many people in my community just getting stuck in the same areas, the same cycles, just kind of holding themselves back, not really thinking like they could do more. And I'm like, yes, you can. Like, trust me, you can do it. Like, you yeah. don't have to have a degree. That was a thing that held me up for years. Oh, my gosh. Years. Yeah, Like, I let that keep me so small.
0: Well, and plus and, there's all this student loan debt crisis situation oh happening. So oh. I'm sure people are afraid to also, you know, pursue degrees Fully. and things. And, Fully. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. And so... I guess about, it's crazy that this was only three and a half years ago, three and a half years ago. And I've always been really open to learning and personal development and really yeah. into psychology. And so I've kind of naturally gravitated towards that world. Um, in high school, I was actually like an AP psychology classes. I thought like I would be a therapist, but when it came down to it, I just, A, I didn't want to do the schooling, but B... <laughs> <laughs> I was commitment. just like, <laughs> I knew myself and I just felt like the emotional burden for mm. me. I, I didn't feel like I could go home at night and just leave work at work. And um. Oh, yeah. so at that time, you know, 18 years old, I was like, this just doesn't feel like a good fit. And I was doing all a lot of other crazy stuff and dancing yeah. and doing whatever I wanted to do the besides be plate. responsible. <laughs> yeah. And so um, three and a half years ago, I kind of accidentally wound up in this program and it was a friend of mine went through it and I noticed a huge change in her and I went to this thing I didn't even really know what I was signing up for because there's all this like (laughs) confidentiality she can't tell me a lot of stuff and I'm like okay well yeah like I'm open to learning and growing I was in you know kind of um, a darker season of life and I was like this seems like something positive that like I can meet other people in like Sure, okay. Um and oh my gosh, I was just in for the ride of my life. It was so much experiential learning. I feel like I did 10 years of therapy over like 6 weekends, but oh my gosh. um it was day 1 we go into this kind of like situation and the facilitator comes out and she starts like presenting, she starts talking and I like didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't know people went to seminars and trainings and workshops to develop personally, like, and Mm. to work through stuff. I don't know if I can swear. Yeah, you um, can. You can. I was like, I've been trying to like be aware of it, um, to just like work through your shit, you know? And, um, it was insane, but I looked at her like kind of in the same way of like my very first dance teacher when I was three years old, I was like, I want to be her. Oh, like, I love that. The way she held herself, she presented, she was so smart, but like, like, I don't know, she was the full package. Everything just and I like, clicked. I love it. Yes. And I was like, I did not know this was like a job you could want. Like, you know. And yeah. so um, and in a lot of my exploration leading up to that, I just had this vision of myself like working with like groups of professionals on emotional intelligence and like educating them on it. And so fast forward, I'm like, okay, coaching is the thing. This is what I actually want. Like in the whole therapist thing, the psychology and like, but in a different format that I felt I had a really good experience with, but also that it, it just felt more relatable and it felt like it, it aligned with my long-term goals. And I was like, Oh, this is it. So that was um, a really intense and beautiful process, um, that I hold really near to my heart because, um, you get so vulnerable, you get so raw in those rooms and, um, you just create such a, a special relationship with the people in there. Um, but that's essentially the, the third portion of that program is called leadership. So it's all about learning how to be a coach. You start coaching each other, you start, you know, learning from coaches to be coaches type of thing. And I was like in love. I was just like, yes. Um, And I'd always noticed And no matter what job I have, I'm always the most excited about teaching and training people. Mm, And like when the lights come on and literally I started noticing this, like, I was an office manager and it was like, I was training someone how to balance a sheet and they balanced for the first time and they got so excited. and I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's like so great. It wasn't because I loved that job. Like it yeah. was because I loved the training part. Yeah. And so I think when I got to kind of tighten that up, um, and make it into something that worked with my experience and it kind of all came full circle, oh, I like love just that. knowing that that was, a job. So I guess that's the long answer.
0: <laughs> I love that. And th- you know what, I just, I want to touch on something and kind of go off topic a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. You said, you said something about making these really intense and special connections with the people in the room. And mm-hmm. the other day I was thinking, cause I was recording um, an episode on accountability and like what that looks like. And, yeah, and I was sharing kind of my experience with my sober curiosity And I was wondering in my head, I'm like, why is it that I feel more comfortable around total strangers versus being able to create the accountability in like my friend group, for example. Mm -hmm. And what you said just made me like really realize it's not necessarily the person, it's the experience. It's the shared experience that really brings you close together to feel like you're serving, like you are headed towards a certain purpose or a certain goal. And these other people are walking the same journey. And there's something Mm -hmm. so, so, so powerful in that, that you don't necessarily get by telling someone who knows you, but isn't walking that same path with you. It's a very mm. different type of alignment. So they can support yeah. you because they support who you are as a human being, but they'll never, yes. they're never, Oh my God, I can't speak. They are never going to fully understand the depth of your journey to keep you right. accountable, if that makes sense. So I just, I love what totally. you said about feeling that. Well, in
1: And with strangers and people you don't know, there's less risk, right? Like you don't have well, to it on be the vulnerable. <laughs> it depends on the True. view. True. Um, I, I think about that too sometimes where I think, you know, there's less risk typically, like when you're opening up and being vulnerable yeah, like to you. Never so someone you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If they I think off. you're crazy, like you probably will not see them again. And that's fine. But unless you also, choose to, <laughs> <laughs> you become best friends or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think like it, it requires a lot more vulnerability to, open up to people, you know, and really ask for what you need. Mm. And you're like talking about the accountability piece. I think like something I was recently thinking about, cause I did another workshop a few weeks ago and a lot of the men were so open and vulnerably sharing. And I was like, okay, well, do they do this at home? Is it cause we're strangers? Like, and I was thinking about how it was the space, like you're saying, it's like the yeah. environment and it's not necessarily because we're strangers, it was all because like, it was a safe space to be vulnerable, to be open. And it got me thinking of like, how can I create that more in my yeah. friendships and my relationships? Yes. even with my family, like, how can we create more of a a level playing field where we're just really open and we're not in judgment, we're in curiosity. Yeah. And we're just really like, actively listening and not going into reaction.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, that's the key there is because it's like family and and certain friend groups. It's, it's by circumstance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I feel like sometimes it's that, it's that almost like protection of anonymity where you can post anonymously in a Facebook group about your struggles. And like you said, you know, there's no, there's no risk being involved with strangers to some degree. I guess it really depends on like your perspective. Like, Oh I mean, I, I just find myself oversharing with strangers <laughs> because, because of that exact concept versus, you know, because once, once one of my friends knows, you know, whatever struggles I'm going through, then they know that forever. And, mm-hmm. you know, there, I think there's a lot of fear tied into vulnerability But at the same time, it's hilarious because I just recently found out I'm a four Enneagram and vulnerability is like my drug of choice. So
1: Mm. I don't know. Interesting. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Somebody, somebody called me out and was like, are you a four? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) And so she like made me take the Enneagram test and she was spot on. So I mean, that was interesting.
1: (laughs) I love it. Yeah. It's, it's always going to be a work in progress. I feel. Oh yeah.
0: Sure. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm so curious. Um, You said that your focus is really high achieving women who really want to just gain the clarity that they need in order to facilitate and create and cultivate a life that they love and enjoy. Mm -hmm. So I would love, I would love for you to kind of walk me through like who that client is and, you know, how you walk
1: them through that. What's the process? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I tend to uh, attract a lot of women in transition. Mm. So a lot of confusion around what they want to do next, but not feeling fulfilled in what they're currently doing. So mm. that's like a, a really major one. And pretty much what we start doing is we start peeling back the layers, and we get to the deeper root. Because most people know they know what they really want to do, but they're just kind of scared to like say it out loud, or you know, when, once you tell your friends, then it's a thing. Which then it's then it's through. real,
0: yep. Because it's real and sidebar, it's sidebar.
1: Because sidebar, I think we need to like totally make it more like normal. I hate the word normalized. So I was trying to find like a different way to say that. But like, I think we need to normalize changing your mind. Like PS.
0: Yes. Like it is full, full stop. We're just going to, we're going to take a moment of silence. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Continue. Absolutely. 110%.
1: Which I could go on and on about this, but it's, which we totally can because
0: we have all the time in the world. (laughs) Yes. Which
1: it's, it is a part of my process. So I guess I'll I'll come back to that. Okay, so we peel back the layers. We start really getting curious. What do you really enjoy doing? Because even if you don't know what the next step is, or what you love, or what lights you up, you know what you don't like?
0: Yes. And so,
1: (laughs) you know, I'm myself, like, if I'm rediscovering fitness, like, I'm not going to go like, I don't know, take a yoga class. Like I don't, that doesn't inspire me and make me feel excited. Um, so I just started trying different fitness classes and I found a boxing class. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with this. I found something that I loved that got me excited, but I was trying spin. I was right. trying like know, Zumba or what, you know, I was trying different things to see what worked. And I think the main miss is just people not feeling a safe to really explore that but they just kind of want to skip to the answer and they just want yeah. want to know the thing without trying different things which i me, mean i think is the best part it's the most fun the like, journey oh, the discovery yes. yeah yeah so we really you know discovery is exactly what i call my first pillar it's really discovering and bringing awareness oftentimes There's negative self-talk involved. There's low self-esteem. There's all these things. Yeah. 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 So all these things in the way from you actually believing or thinking you can. So we kind of bring awareness to those things first. Mm. Uh, We bring them to the surface so we can release them and let them go. And the whole second part of my program is all just release work. It's healing work. It's, you know, all of the things that, no longer serve you. We really dig deep on those and let them out. And the third portion is all about filling that cup back up with things that you love. And, um, that's kind of a simplified for like, I guess you were saying my step-by-step process, um, in my program is, you know, bringing the awareness, breaking through it, filling it back and really designing a life that you love really creating. We're always creating. And so, um, in that process, I always encourage people and going into that kind of third phase, start talking to people, start asking them, what do you think I'm good at? Like utilize your community. What do you see me doing long-term? Like, do you think the role I'm in is a good fit for me or, you know, things like getting curious and, um, and also, once we identify kind of some next steps, I always just say, "You need to be bringing this up in every single conversation yeah um, and because you never know what happens when you put yourself out there and in my personal life that's how I've gone on world tours that's how i've gone gotten my dance foundation off the ground yeah. and running um it's how I got my job now it's just talking to and anybody and everybody about your ideas and in that it's okay to change your mind. It's okay yes. to say, Oh, actually, now that you've talked more about that, that doesn't sound like something I want to do. Yeah. And so many people get tied to, well, I told so many people, like, I want to go into sales. And now I like, learn, I actually hate sales. But now I feel on the hook. And yeah. it's like, Isn't why so many strange? people go to college and to get degrees they never use? It's like, oh, man, It is okay to change your mind. And it's mind blowing what can happen when you give people permission to shift like that. Yeah. Well, it's almost like- Save yourself so much time too.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, yes, I I think sometimes we do need that external permission before we can start learning how to give it to ourselves. That's why I think coaching is so invaluable because you're not gonna get permission (laughs) in the same depth Yes. from someone who loves you and supports mm-hmm. you and isn't necessarily going to give you all of those hard truths in a way that right. you're going to receive them versus someone who literally like their sole purpose of existence in your life is to be that balance between, you know, coach and friend, expert and mm-hmm. friend, and mm-hmm. to, they literally only want to see you thrive. Yes. That's it. And I to have that. somebody from a completely unbiased perspective say, Nope, these i'm I'm helping you get the results that you want. and these are the yes. steps that you're gonna have to take, I'm sorry to say. So we're gonna have yes. to you know do x, <laughs> y, and z, and yes. you have my permission. You can borrow my belief so you can actually take
1: the steps to do that. Amen. Yes <laughs> I was up right here going to church. I was like, <laughs> Woo! yes, celebrating in them yeah, yes, because I totally agree in my own experience with coaching and therapy, i Think my biggest. I started noticing a couple of years in. Honestly, some of the most powerful moments were them just saying, "Oh, that actually that makes sense. That you would feel that way. Yeah, that makes sense that you would be questioning that." Or you know, just really hearing and validating my emotions. Yeah, because my whole entire life, I like didn't feel like I belonged and I felt like I was too much. I felt like I was too emotional. These were things I was told I was too sensitive. So I had all of these negative ideas around my emotions and how I felt and how I experienced the world and to work with people. And um, it's, it's just been the greatest gift that I give all of my friends and all of my clients. I, at least once a session, just, acknowledge their feelings where they're at and I just say that totally uh, by the way that's really normal to feel that a lot most of us feel that you know and so we oftentimes experience these things internally and get kind of stuck in our own heads and we forget like oh other people are going through this too other people Mm -hmm. have experienced this so I don't think it's normal to just like just bring up in day-to-day combo. These are the thoughts going on in my head today. Pretty, yeah. pretty mean in there. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I think it's just, it's the biggest gift that's been given to me that I always, always, always try to give back to as many people as I can.
0: Yeah. I love that. And you know what? Part of, part of what we were just talking about brought this post to mind that I saw this past, past week that really like, I wouldn't say triggered, but also I was like, that, that feels, that feels not quite right. Like there's mm. a piece of truth to this, but and I ended up commenting on it. It was this account that I follow, you know, about mindset or whatever. And most of the time they got some pretty good stuff on there, but it was like, essentially the message was, you know, you got to hustle in silence because when you tell somebody, you know, people are going to judge you X, Y, and Z. And I was like, there's a shred of truth to that. But also if you don't say it out loud somewhere, which by the way, I think the post kind of led back to what you were saying is that people don't give themselves permission to change their minds. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. But saying it out loud creates accountability, but you don't have to blast it on the internet for it to be accountability, but you have to tell people like, where, where's (laughs) the community in that? Like, to me that, and I'm going to get, I'm going to get a little bit societal on you. (laughs) I wouldn't say political, but that to me just screams cis white male in the corporate world. That to me screams cis white male, you know, maybe an entrepreneur hustling on his own grind, you know, like nose to the grindstone. And let's just not tell anybody until I'm like, you know, flying hundreds off my yacht. Like it, to me, (laughs) it just irked me so much because I'm like, there's no growth in that.
1: Oh, but it's a lot 100%. of internalizing
0: a lot of things 100%. and that's, that can't be healthy.
1: Well, and so many things come up when you say that. Cause I also really don't love that saying there's always like this, like every so often that same kind of message will go around and people yeah. start reposting it. And I'm like, Oh, no, I'm like, stop, stop it. it. Yeah, <laughs> Because we need more people showing the reality, showing the truth. It's not the truth that you just disappeared didn't go through an internal battle to get success, to get millions of dollars well, and or don't just whatever talk you're about trying to make. Try. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: let's just, let's just save it till the end. Like, you know, yeah. no, I want to be, if I am looking for inspiration, I want vulnerability. I want Absolutely. to know what to expect. Like if I am going to bust 1000%. my ass to reach a dream that feels impossible to me, I don't want more people telling me, I just, I laid low. I was silent. I got zero support. I just hustled. When reality, your strategy was I hired a business coach. Yes, I did X, Y, and Z. I lost my shit for a few months. I spiraled into a deep depression. Then I decided to do X, Y, and Z to get myself back up. And here's where I am now. Look at that yeah. journey. Because yeah. so often I feel like success is just this, it's it's illustrated as a very linear path
1: when it's yeah. like <laughs> I totally agree craziness. with you. I 100% agree with you and I've been thinking a lot about this lately about this the idea why do we need to prove to people that we did this on our own? Like why is that a thing? Why, to, why like, is that glorified? That. Yeah. Why is that glorified? Yes, why is that glorified? Like what is the harm and getting support and having support. Why is that a bad thing? That I is- feel like
0: because that's shown as weakness. And I see that reflected every single day working with moms who just feel like they should have it together because this mm-hmm. is the messaging, yeah. the societal messaging. When in reality, like way back when everybody had a village, moms, grandmas, uh, great grandmas, aunties, uncles, they were all living together, all helping Boys. raise a child. Like whether that child is an actual human child or, you know, your baby, your business idea, and you want to start a business, like you have to have a village. There's no way that you can 100%. do that on your own. And if you yeah. do like, that must've been a really lonely journey. And I'm sorry that you had to face that alone because that well, sounds like
1: no fun. A hundred percent. I totally agree. And fired I, up right now. Oh, yeah, beyond <laughs> I mean, I mean, how are you going to do it alone? If you need customers, if you need like partners, if you need like, clients it's like you <laughs> guys wait a minute <laughs> uh, yeah uh, and I mean duh. look at all like I love using like sports as analogies because especially for men but it's like look at all the greatest athletes they have several coaches several they have yeah. one for yoga yeah one for agility <laughs> one for this one for catching one for throwing I don't really know but you know it's like they have a specialized coach for everything because they want to be the best at that thing
0: Okay. And let's circle back to the, one of the first things you said, which is not everybody checks all the boxes. So it's okay to 100%. approach life wanting to be well-rounded, but also to zero in on one thing that you really love are passionate about. And you know, are the most skilled at.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. Amen. That's the
0: podcast. We're going off. <laughs> Goodbye. No, <laughs> uh, no. I yeah. I, I feel I feel so strongly <laughs> about that Yes, I'm sure and, you listeners can tell in the tone.
1: <laughs> and I think there's nothing wrong if you're like a private person and you know, like, I think there's a difference between being like, Hey, like I'm just not a social media person, but like, like you were saying, you're speaking your truth to like your community, to yes. your, your people, your family, you know, that's totally one thing. And you're honest about the way that you got to where you're at. I think it really why it strikes a chord is because I think there's so many people out there like fighting and wanting to be vulnerable, but then they see something like that, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Like I shouldn't lean in. I should yeah. just like totally go this other way and not talk about it. I shouldn't pe- show people all of yeah. me. Yeah, because of this person, and I'm like just like oh, like no, don't yeah. believe all. all
0: well, that. and there's there's a difference between completely like airing out your dirty laundry versus being vulnerable and sharing sharing just the amount that needs to be shared in order to get the point across, to feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of myself for being open and transparent and authentic without completely putting up a wall. And that's where I feel, this is exactly why like the, that invisible wall for me just being like a very empathetic person, like I feel Mm. it, I feel it with potential clients. I feel it with clients that I'll call them out on and say like, (laughs) I'm sensing that, you know, there's something deeper here. You know, can you explain to me why, or can we, can we talk about this more? Or for me, if I'm going to hire, you know, somebody to support me in whatever it is that I need, I will sense the wall. (laughs) Like, yeah it's not, it's not like, for example, when I hired my business coach, it wasn't just, um, you know, about the numbers. I didn't, obviously I knew what I needed help with strategically, but I'm like, if you are not going to call me out and support me and be able to see these things and actually coach me, not just give me more knowledge, but actually coach me through these processes, then I'm not interested. And luckily I found someone who like really was like, yeah, I see you. I understand you. And I'm like, yep. Yeah. Hired. Absolutely. I will invest the money.
1: And yes. It's, it's, it's
0: as simple as that.
1: <laughs> we crave truth. Like whether we always want to hear it or not, we crave it. We crave authenticity and honesty. It's yeah. how we feel connection.
0: Yeah, absolutely. that's, that's it. Another full stop. These are all very quotable (laughs) moments here. I'm loving it.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, it was funny. We were talking earlier and something came to mind, like just about changing your mind. Right. Just going Mm -hmm. back to that. I struggled so much from the transition of like growing up as a dancer and I know you can relate, (laughs) (laughs) Without airing my dirty laundry, growing up as a dancer, I felt like I was constantly expected to live and to grow into a dream that someone else had created for me when I knew deep down I wanted something else out of my dance career, and it took me a roundabout way to get there, and really, like, dance is beautiful and dance is something that I grieve, uh, you know, after the pandemic and, you know, I'm just not really dancing anymore unless it's on my own volition. I'm not required to be at a studio at any time, but at the same time, like what you said about shifting and growing shift was my, my word for like two years. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I was in this weird transitional period. But now that I'm like, you know, I was, I, I took the shift from, dancer to dancer in LA, knew I didn't want to be there. Then I went from dancer to I'm feeling called to start a family. So I'm going to go back, move back, and I'm going to shift the way I show up in dance to be the coach, to be the the educator, to be the behind the scenes, the creator. And then from there, like I wanted to shift into fitness, not only because I just wanted to reach more people outside of the people that I already knew were like excited about movement. I wanted mm-hmm. to get more people excited about movement. And then after getting more people excited about movement, I shifted and actually shifted down into a, not necessarily smaller, but definitely like niched into moms because, you know, and that to me was really scary at first. Cause I'm like, I don't want to isolate anybody out. I don't want to, yeah. it was that like need to, to tick all the boxes to show yeah. up for everyone. But I knew that that wasn't that wasn't where I wanted to be. And that's, that's really, really hard. And I just, I vibe so much with what you said earlier.
1: (laughs) Well, I definitely acknowledge you for making those shifts. And I I do think I, you know, I've run into this too, with like wanting to narrow it down. And I mean, you do such a good job. Like your, your content is geared towards moms, but like people that aren't moms totally still get value out of it, you know? And so, yeah, so it's, helpful for me to be thinking about that type of thing too cuz you know and how you did that was by doing you know you found out you found your people because you were doing yes. it and you it naturally happened i think we get so stuck with trying to figure out like i'm going to coach moms fitness but like you you skip the journey of it happening which is which is the hardest part yeah. right like um but i just So acknowledge anybody that does that. And they're like, oh, I figure I found my kind of my people. And who knows? Like
0: I might shift to something else down the road, but I think you're exactly right. You have to like go where you feel pulled. You have Mm -hmm. to acknowledge that there's fear. You have to understand that the journey is where the beauty happens. Like it's not, the transformation doesn't happen at the end. It happens at the beginning when the, when it shifts all of a sudden and you go, like epiphany. This is
1: where, this is where I want
0: to start. Like
1: the the journey
0: starts at the beginning, not at the end.
1: Absolutely. And just something on that, like it's something that can ebb and flow. Obviously in some seasons, it's really easy to be like, this is great. I'm in like curiosity mode. I'm trying these things. It's so fun. And you know, when shit hits the fan, it can be kind of hard, but I think like something that I realize. you know, you hear that same thing so many times, but I really got on a deep level. Like if I'm always trying to just hit the next point or the next point or the next point, like I'm truly never going to be happy because I'm going to get to one step and then realize like, Oh, now I need more. Now I need more. I'm always going to be searching. I for more. literally
0: lived my life like that as a young adult training in dance, pursuing this quote <laughs> dream. That wasn't yeah. even mine. I did not take time to soak any of it in. And I danced with some of the biggest artists and I, it was never good enough. And now I look back Isn't and I'm like, crazy? I'm so sad for you, little Chloe.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> I, and which again is so normal. Like we, so many of us experience that. Yeah. And I mean, I really got that on a deep, deep level this year, even like with some of the things I'm like, I keep hitting this, I was kept hitting this wall at work and i was like if i don't just sit back and take my own advice of enjoying the journey like listen <laughs> oh, man i hate it when i have to take my own coaching i'm it like god this is that sucks. thing again gosh um, okay
0: <laughs> i literally had i li- very recently like in the last 30 days recently had this epiphany because i was and i think this comes with being an empath too Mm-hmm. Like, I was pouring out and giving, and I'm so excited and like bordering too curious, too, too what's the word? Uh, ambitious that's the word. Um, you know, yeah. wanting to just serve these people, and that was great. And they got some really great content, but then I was like, I'm suffering, <laughs> like, yes. I am, who am I? Like, I have no hobbies right now, I have you know, I have nothing. All I have is three injuries and, you know, a really crappy sleep schedule. So I had to like really taper back and Mm. I'm realizing and taking my own advice, you can't serve the, the people or the dreams or the goals that you desire if you are not taking care of yourself. So what you said earlier, Mm. and I actually brought this up on another episode because I'm calling myself out left and right. (laughs) is I love that you said step two is to empty out the cup first before you fill it back up. That Mm. one, that, that, I don't know, detoxing, that decluttering, that purging, that spring cleaning has to happen because so often we're holding on to old ideas, old operating systems, and things that really are not going to move us in the right direction.
1: Yes. I love that you said that because the ability to course correct so quickly and have that awareness is so key because I tell this to people all the time. I'm human. Like I go through stuff. Like I didn't just learn this one time and then the rest of my life, it was fixed. Like, no, life continues to happen. But I think the ultimate goal is to say, oh, this is popping up again and to identify it and go, oh, okay, this I'm, this is coming back up. Like, let's explore this and let's address it and call myself forward in that. And I think the longer you work with coaches and the longer you get in this work, the quicker you can identify that and move through it. And yeah. like, to use your example, like sometimes that water that's been in that cup, it's a nasty, it's been in there years <sighs> and maybe you've never emptied it. Like, to be honest, like <laughs> yep. a lot of people, when they first get yep. in this work, it's why it's, it can feel so hard because it's, you've never done it before. And so there's just, there's gonna a lot be a to clearing. Offload. There's a lot to offload. Yeah. But, you know, over time, the thing is, is you start looking at your cup. Oh, it's getting dirty. Okay. Let's, let's reset. Let's, let's dump it out. Let's give it a wash. Let's fill it back up. So it's the reason why, like when people always ask me like, well, why should I have a coach? It's like, because you can expedite so much in your life. And when you have the tools to really work through it, it's why, like I was able to, uh, double my income in my current role after having zero experience in corporate or recruiting or tech at all. So I was, you know, promoted in under a year, you know, I'm not like somebody that breaks records like at all, but like I, you know, hit a certain checkpoint before anybody on my team that had zero recruiting experience before had gotten to that checkpoint. It's not because I'm like different. It's because I know how to identify the fear, lean into it, work through it, yeah. Not get stuck on the lows, not get too stuck on the highs either. That's important. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just so important that people know, like, you know, even you're saying you're being super honest and open about like, this comes up for me too. And like, I always really transparent with people. It's like, I just don't have to suffer and get stuck in it. Like I used to 10 years ago, yeah. because now, you know, now the next time you're in that scenario, like yeah. you've had so many more shifts since you're a dancer, like you're like, man, I didn't like that, how it took me so long to go around. I'm in this way. so
0: upset with how it affected so many areas of my life because I just wanted to hold on to it for some reason, because I wasn't yeah. ready to accept the truth that the people around me were telling me. And I, <laughs> it was like, yeah, uh, but you, learned from, it. you I did. learned from it. I did. And
1: now you Experience now. My course, yeah, and my course
0: correcting (laughs) skills are like on point now. Now I can look at and be like, Chloe, you are not living to your fullest, bad bitch potential. You need to knock it off. Empty a little bit of that cup. Go see a drag show, like I did yesterday on a random Sunday afternoon at four p.m.
1: I love the cup,
0: (laughs) ready to go. Yeah, so good, so good. Yeah, and you know what? I get the visual, like when when you were talking, I get the visual of when you don't clear off your desktop, because I'm looking at my desktop right <laughs> now with this zoom screen in front of it. And it is so freaking cluttered. And when your desktop gets full, when you're not offloading any files, when you're just collecting screenshots of things, the hard drive is going to run real slow. We want yes. efficiency. If you want speed, if you want accuracy, you have to be able to go through and do the, the most mundane upsetting annoying, frustrating task of actually cleaning house.
1: Yes. It's so true. Oh. <laughs> I love now, it. Now, you know, i know, some added people this don't like I the do basics, it. but I, I love, you know, the, if you can have the openness and the perspective of like, you know, perfecting the basics, then yeah. that's, that's key. But I
0: think that's something that's learned as you become, as you start like seeing these wins, we'll call them wins as you're hitting these milestones as you're having these realizations it becomes addicting to continue to seek out the feeling of growth mm. and that we because we had to learn that at a young age starting dance at a young age i think like this to me is why entrepreneurs who start young athletes who start young people who are in a competitive space from a young age Granted, we got a lot of trauma to work through, but still we understand yes. what it's like to, in real time, have a deadline where, you know, you have to reach this goal. It's non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out the path to get there. You make a lot of mistakes. You have injuries. You have setbacks, but you figure out how to get up and get back to rehearsal. And yes, you shouldn't always push through an injury. But I think, like, you know, these this is this is why I'm appreciative of all those years growing up as a young athlete, learning kind of what it takes to Mm. like really experience the vastness of the, the growth that I desire, or at least kind of taste it and say like, Oh, that's possible for me. When I feel like a lot of people don't have even that hope of a possibility, they don't know what Mm. possibility looks like for them because for one reason or another, They've kind of put themselves in a box, whether that was them being in the box and then society kind of cramming them in, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. But I feel like a lot of, I mean, at least for me, the moms that I work with, it's really hard to truly envision the life that they desire. So they'll dumb down their goals in order to make it feel more achievable, which I think is great in the beginning. That's just me to have a goal that's actually achievable to start building building that trust. And once and then once you, once you get that taste of, Ooh, like I'm capable, then you start yes. biting off more instead of just trying to shove the whole damn thing in your mouth and being like, yeah. why didn't I get there? Like you uh, said, we can't yeah. skip the steps. We have to really, you know, start building so we can get to wherever it is. We want to go look at the top of the mountain, go, where can I go next?
1: Where's my <laughs> next shift? Where's my next transition? Yeah there's so much good in what you just said. I'm just like like <laughs> my brain's going crazy. But I think the the last thing you said about like taking it in bite sizes, like if I'm trying to get into fitness, like I don't go to the gym the first day like doing what a bodybuilder would do. Like that would make zero sense. Right. Like it like a lot of my friends, it's so funny. They think I'm this fearless person. Like I you cannot not Pay me to jump off a cliff into like water. Absolutely, <laughs> no. I yeah, like no, you know you. things. Like <laughs> I have my that. limits. <laughs> yeah, like I I work my way up to things, and yeah. uh, I think what you said is so key. It's like you don't go from like not knowing how to risk to like quitting your job the next day. Like that right. to me, it doesn't make sense. Like that, yes. was, that that's scary because. That's like a big jump. And it's not something that you've worked your way up to. And like a lot of what I work with people on, like literally it's saying hi to a stranger, yep. like smiling, yep. making eye contact with someone, literally commenting on someone's social media. People get scared to like text back too fast. Like those are the types of I things that mean same, that you start but I with. still do it anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I will respond immediately or else my
1: ADHD brain is going to forget this so yeah (laughs) for the societal norms (laughs) but like those are the things that you start with right and then you work but like um somebody said this so brilliant brilliantly the other day they like compared it to like a bank account it's like you're adding little debits or like little credits in your bank account your self-esteem bank account because consistency is what builds your confidence oh bitch wait (laughs) say that again One more I time. love you. Can you just go with me everywhere? Like yes. you get me so hype. I'm like, Oh, yes. you like something I said. I do. Uh, I need that so, one more time. It's so good. Yes. yes. Consistency is what builds your confidence. So okay. if you are going, if I went to the gym that first day, trying to do a bodybuilder workout, cause I want to like build my muscles. Like I would be so discouraged. Like I couldn't even pick up the weights. Like I would probably never go back. Yeah. And so it's like we have to say, like, hey, let's start with this. For me, like, I was really always fantasized about being like a person that worked out before work. Like, yeah, it's just like I wanted to be because, like, I'm so tired after work. I just want to relax in the evening. Uh, And so I literally started by doing 10 minute workouts in the morning. And obviously, I wasn't seeing results from 10 minute workouts. Like I just wasn't like, but I had the bigger picture in mind saying I'm, I'm training this muscle of getting up to do this thing, build this habit. Yeah, And I think that that's so true for all areas of life, but like, you know, and now people are like, Oh, you're such a morning person. Like you go to the 6am the workout class. And I'm like, girl, do you know what I did to get here?
0: Like, uh, You're like, I'm not a morning started, person. I just do morning activities.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, do you think that's I mean, yes, it gets easier over time, but I never just hop out of bed at 5:30 and go. Yes, I'm just not tired at all.
0: Like Jim Carrey <laughs> when he like throws off the robe in Dice yes. Almighty and just "Good
1: morning." Yeah, yeah. Oh no, my god. Like, uh, I love. I mean, if that's you, then like, bravo. But like, I've never once heard my alarm go go off at 5:30 and been like springing out of bed. Like, it takes time <laughs> to build up, but you know any. All well, let's say anybody can do that. You can yeah. do any sort of, I don't know, break any habit, build a habit. Yeah. That you want.
0: Yeah. I mean, and there's, there's pretty simple strategy tools to do that. But this is again, where we miss the mark is like, we'll read the books. We'll read the blogs. We'll listen to the podcasts. What you need is support. <laughs> like, quit trying to DIY your way through your goals. Like bunkering down and laying low is not going to get you out of bed at 5 45 AM. It's not going to, especially when you're tired because you're exhausted because life (laughs) like you need someone who's like going through the trenches also who literally understands your mind probably more than you do to help you solve this problem forever
1: yeah. oh my gosh yeah well and it's crazy right because um there's this statistic i could nerd out on the brain but like three we're, we're only ever using three to five percent of our mind consciously which means even if you are operating at a five percent there's 95 percent of your being your behavior your habits all of that shit in the background subconsciously happening
0: That's the cup. That's the full cup. Just sitting there in the background.
1: So, and and you can change this. Yes. But like, you have to consciously be working on those things to change them. You have to consciously switch the script, which is like, it's like learning to tie your shoe. You do it so quick. Like you don't even think about it, but like when you had to learn, like think about when you had to learn how to tie your shoe, you had to focus so freaking hard to like, loop swoop and pull (laughs) but like it's so true and it's like that's the the beauty and like the downfall of not wanting to be open to learning something new because it's hard like it's hard to be a beginner especially as an adult uh it's it's hard to feel like okay being bad but you know why
0: It's because of stupid posts on Instagram that tell you to hustle in silence because all we see is the end result nine times out of 10. Yeah. And you know what? It was, it was crazy to me. Like we were just going back to this analogy of like lifting in the gym. This Mm is why like, you know, a lot of people have fears of going to the gym. If you go to the gym and let's say, you know, uh, let's say you take the correct approach, right? Which is starting small, but you still don't know what to do. So you feel embarrassed. Hopefully, despite that embarrassment, you'll go back. Then there's the mm-hmm. other hand where you're like, I'm choosing not to be embarrassed. I'm going to lift really heavy, and you feel embarrassed anyway because you're lugging <laughs> around these weights that you're physically not <laughs> capable of pulling, and because because you took, <laughs> you literally tried to skip steps. Yeah, you went from like mentally carrying like a little feather to trying to take (laughs) on the mental load, the mental tenacity, the mental fortress of a bodybuilder who has to be extremely disciplined. I feel like falling back, like imagine this you're sitting at the bottom step. You can either step on one step or you can awkwardly (laughs) leap to get as high as you can. And you'll still end up fumbling down to the bottom. So how hard do you want to fall? Do you want to grow at your own pace? Mm. Do you want to fall a little bit? Because you're going to fall anyway. Like you're going to (laughs) trip at some point. It always happens. But like how quickly and how heavily are you willing to fall in order to protect your pride? Like, are you really going to go in and do more than you know (laughs) you are capable of instead of saying it's okay that I can't lift that? I'm going to start on the treadmill, even though I know this isn't going to get me to my goals. This is step one is showing up to the gym and I'm going to go on the treadmill for five minutes and go home. I'm going to establish the habit five minutes and go home for like a week. And then I'm going to get on the treadmill and then maybe I'll do some overhead presses with three pound weights because, because I can. Yeah. 10 minute workout and go home. Eventually a couple months, you know, your pride has recovered hopefully by that time you've reached you know you've joined some sort of program something to follow because you trust yourself enough at least to be consistent yeah. to get there but really I just I see too many people fail because they're mm-hmm. filling up their cups so fast they don't have yeah. time to like
1: none of it goes in, it all it's, all in. It's, filled just, up. it's just yeah
0: flowing out the outside and you're just yeah. trying to pick up these pieces like what are you learning yeah. by skipping steps
1: well, not, that's the thing. It's not sustainable. Like, so it's it's ultimately like never gonna work out. But I, I it's so funny when you're saying like that gym analogy. I just like literally pictured myself so many times feeling awkward, <laughs> like in a new gym, like you don't yeah. know where the weights are. You're just like, mm. but that's yeah. the the beautiful part about this work is you get to a point where like it's not that you don't care what people think, but you're just like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna look weird. Like now my relationship with like, listen, I started taking pure bar classes two weeks ago. Oh, that's
0: very new for you. Girl,
1: girl, (laughs) you should have seen me And like, there's people like 20 years older than me just killing it. And I'm like barely making it through each exercise. My legs are like flop. I'm feeling like Bambi in there. Oh my gosh. I laughed so hard. She said, right leg splits. And I was (laughs) like, excuse me. I like physically started laughing because I was like, when is the, I thought like I left ballet over 10 years ago uh, to never do a split again. I've like, never I tackled was, like that. <laughs> no girl. That's why I was, I couldn't help but laugh. Cause I was like, this is ridiculous. Like these people are like actually doing their splits. Like adults can do splits. Like I never even thought about that. I was like, <laughs> it wasn't even on my radar, but I thought it was <laughs> the most hilarious thing ever. And yeah. I'm thinking about like how many people don't do this class because like everybody in the room is an expert. Like everybody. Yeah. I was the only new person. Every class I've been, I've taken like six classes now. I have been the only beginner in yeah. these classes. It's yeah. not like dance. There's not just like a level one where you're like, okay, at least I'm with right? my people. We all That's, that. That
0: is what, <laughs> that is what I have been experiencing too. Like it's just, yeah. it's very weird stepping out of dance world where you're like, you're like, I feel, I feel like, I've done all I can do. I feel good about my body yeah. and my skills. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you go to a class that's completely not dance. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. who, who am I? And why did I devote my life <laughs> to this? <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> like, so good.
0: Dance skills come through, please. Like, I need something to carry over.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's certainly humbling. So I'll tell you that. Yeah. But, like, now I can go to a new gym and I'll just... I was, it's so funny you say that I can't even like tell you how many times like I'd be like okay get some skipping arms don't know where that machine is <laughs> like you know but now yeah. I'll just like walk around and I'll let myself look weird like yeah. and I might even ask someone like hey do you know where I like you know this machine like you know <laughs> you know the one where like you pull down like yeah just do y'all have that here like do you know where it is like you know it's right. you're just so less worried about like the shit that doesn't actually matter. <laughs> like yeah. nobody else in that pure bar class is thinking about like, God, the loser that like couldn't do the splits. Like, right. We'll hope she doesn't come back. <laughs> well, like, and if they
0: are honestly, like you're in the wrong class, like go surround yourself with different people, go to a different oh, pure bar studio, go absolutely. To a different, you know, Yeah. it's, and also though, I feel like it's so important to note too, that one, one person, one class shouldn't completely deter you from ever pursuing anything again. Like I I feel, I feel like so often, like, I just remember when I was in the depths of my postpartum depression, Mm -hmm. I would like, lose my ever loving shit if one little tiny thing went wrong which again this is mm-hmm. like hormonal and chemical imbalance so this is different but yeah you know i'd like be cooking a meal i just was trying to make scrambled eggs for my kid and one little you know eggshell would get in there and i would just be like fuck it fuck the whole day i'm done like i'm done mm-hmm. but if we continue to live life in that reactive state like how much are you actually going to accomplish, and it's easier said than done, because, you know, at least with the people I work with, postpartum depression is a very real thing and something oh, that can absolutely. definitely hinder. But it's important, like you said, and just going back to this again and again and again, if you had gone to that class, you had let the splits completely ruin you, you walked out. instead, of, And then also, you know, just understanding that you're at the space where you can look at those other women who are 20 years older and say like, they've literally committed their lives to this. They've been doing this for more than a couple of years. Like if I really wanted to, I could ask, you know, or just like, be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. And just, you know, reach out. But it comes back to that. It's reaching out. It's the community. It's, it's putting it all together. So you're not processing everything alone because if you continue to do that, continue to drop the little eggshells, throughout your life,
1: you're yeah. going to get so
0: frustrated that you're never going to actually start pursuing anything because you'll get used to dipping your toe in the water and then running the other direction. Mm. You're never going to find yeah. your
1: path. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah, that's so huge to like, like asking for help you, you've said, you know, and honestly, it's like, there there's going to be scenarios like, you know, outside circumstances, you mentioned, uh, you know, postpartum depression, I've suffered from a concussion before and, you know, you, you have these, well, these things that are almost out of body. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, healing can't start without really like acknowledging that pain and grieving that pain. And, um, you know, there's that saying, like, the only way out is through. And like, that's just kind of what I gathered from what you were saying. And and that's, when you're doing that, you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) So, you know, going back to like the subconscious, like, yeah, 95% of your behavior is subconscious. So it's like, how can you expect to like, identify all that on your own, without someone saying, helping you break the cycle? Right. You know, it's why talking it out is so important because even hearing yourself say it, you're like, a lot of people, once they just hear themselves say it, they're like, oh, I never noticed that. Like, oh, like they have the realizations on their own, yeah. but they need to just speak it, get it out of your head. When you're in yeah. your head, you're just going in a circle. Yeah. And like you're saying, it's just very frustrating and it's quite frankly, very lonely.
0: It's literally being on a hamster wheel. You're like, but I'm moving, I'm doing, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Why isn't anything changing? It's because Mm -hmm. you are literally in it. Like, unless your little baby hamster brain can step off and go, oh my gosh, wait, that's my loop. That's my, this is my subconscious. This is what I'm reverting back to. You're not going to be able to ever like willingly and knowingly step off that wheel. Sometimes we just get really stuck. And I I think that's just really, really important for all of us to understand that sometimes we are stuck and we just can't see it. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the best growth moments have happened for me when I thought I was in full alignment and I'm like, I'm almost there, but something just feels, I don't know, I can feel it like I'm doing, but something's just not right. Something's missing. Mm -hmm. It's off track. And then I have someone come into my life and say something that just like smacks me like a ton of bricks. And I'm like, that was it that was it right there. (laughs) And I think there's so much beauty in that because then you can cling on to that and go, Oh my gosh. Okay. This is, you know, I'm going to try this now,
1: Yeah, but
0: we just have to open ourselves up to looking stupid. We have to open Mm -hmm. ourselves up to also admitting that, or at least, you know, I'm not going to say admitting, but like releasing some of these things that are not serving you, you know, like shame, shame around whatever it is, or, you know, fear of, I feel like it all ties back to shame. Fear of looking stupid. <laughs> Fear yeah. of looking inexperienced. Because if you are, that's okay to be inexperienced. Like babies so, learn so. how to walk with zero experience, yes. but they literally try until they get it without yes. shame. Oh my gosh. So right? Let's all be babies. <laughs> all
1: right, let's be babies. Yeah.
0: Can someone swaddle me and <laughs> put me down for a nap? Because yeah, Can
1: someone just hold me and feed me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. Same. So before I let you
1: go <laughs> it's such a weird place to end. But no, before I weird. let
0: you go, I would love for you to tell the listeners where they can connect with you.
1: Yes, um com is kind of my landing page where you can uh, there's a link to my Instagram and my LinkedIn there, which I'm really consistent on both putting out content. Um, and there's also just a link to schedule a free one-on-one discovery call. See, you know, if it makes sense to work together, I actually have three different offerings right now. The three month program that I recommend, it's just like the best way to really integrate a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, and then we, I have a four week program and then just a one 90 minute, session offering just for those that are maybe kind of scared to really commit or invest. Uh, maybe they haven't done it before and just one 90 minute session um, can really, really still point you in the right direction. Right. But it's just like giving you an outline. It's not helping you integrate it or really like putting it into practice. It's kind of like if you were to like make a workout for someone and you never helped them with it, it'd be kind of like, okay, this is a good start. But like, you it's, know, a, it's like, another no. <laughs> resource. It's a possibility <laughs> yeah. to meet yeah. you.
0: It's a resource but ultimately like we've been yes. talking about this whole time y'all already know it's important <laughs> to get that support so that's where the yes. growth really is
1: integration happens. um yeah so i really do think 3 months is you know the best offering it's the best deal as well but uh, yeah if nothing else you just want to go to my page and you know follow my instagram i put out a lot of great content on my stories and on my posts so um, that's also a way you can get to know me as well
0: Awesome. And I will tag all of those in the show notes for those of you listening. If you just click see more under the episode description, I'll have all the links listed for you. So you can connect directly with Bianca. Yay! Yay. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so, so much for coming on. And honestly, like, I feel like a lot has just, woo I'm, I'm feeling lit up. I'm ready to go do something <laughs> love major today, uh, which yes. I appreciate.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Uh, so thank you for coming on. Thank you to those of you who are listening. And as always, be bold, be fit.